believer in Christ Jesus, you are a child of the Word. You were born again by the ever-abiding living Word of God. You grow by the Word, and the trajectory of your life is shaped by the Word. So the one who is beloved of God is what? So are you beloved of God? Are you a saint? Do people qualify to be saints? No. Is there any qualification to become a saint? Well, if there is any qualification, it is believing Jesus. So, the day you believed in Jesus, that is, you became a Christian, that very day you have become a saint. And as you listen to this insightful teaching through our pastor, Pastor Dio Olushoga, lead pastor, Earth Church International, may the eyes of your heart be enlightened.
Lord, where would we be without you? Lord, who would we be without you? Thank you for your grace that has enraptured us. Thank you for your love that you have so lavishly poured out upon us. We give you praise. You didn't pour out your love because we deserve it. You didn't pour out your love because we're good enough. You poured out your love to show how good and kind you are. To show that you are God that is rich in kindness. To show that you are God that is rich in grace. We give you praise. Our hearts are indeed humbled by who you are. And we stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of your majesty. We stand in awe of the great God that you are. We say the whole earth is full of your glory. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness. There is no God like you. There is no God like you. You are faithful and kind. You are good and merciful. You are ever faithful. Even in our faithfulness, you are faithful. Because faithful is your name. Faithful is who you are. Faithful is your name. Faithful is who you are. You're not a man that you should lie. You're not a son of man that should go back on your word. You don't change your word. Your word abides the same.
fig tree shall not blossom. Hey. Neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the holy shall fail. And the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no herd in the stocks. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hind feet. He will make me to walk upon my high places. testimony of Habakkuk. He said, although the fig does not blossom, he said, even though my flock does not multiply, he said, but for me, I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Hallelujah. We have joyful people here this morning. We have joyful people here this morning. for how much you've been good to us. We speak well of you. We honor you, our great Father, for your faithfulness and your kindness. We honor you this morning. We speak well of you. As a church family, we speak well of you this morning. We give you praise. You have done what no man could have done in our lives. You have done what no man could have done for us. The Bible says, for very scarcely, Will a man yet dare to die for another good man? Lord, we're so thankful this morning for the sacrifice of your son Jesus and for your goodness towards us day in, day out. We thank you, Father. We give you praise. So, Lord, as we are gathered again this morning, gathered around you, gathered around your word, we ask in the name of Jesus bring clarity, you bring illumination to our heart. We ask that the highs of understanding will be enlightened. We ask in the name of Jesus that doubts will be resolved, questions will be answered, and there be a supply of the power of your spirit into the life of your people. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise our great Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Please have your seat.
Are you following? It must be duly registered. You may be born again and become a Christian and nobody will know about it. Are you following me? Nobody might know about it when you got born again. You might be watching a television broadcast and become born again. Do you understand? You might read a material and it convinced your heart and you got born again. Again, when you, you know, in your various homes, when a visitor comes, because he visits, does that visitation, no matter how long it stays, does that make him a member of the family? It is known to everybody that, no, this one is just a visitor. Hallelujah. And no matter how long he stays, everybody knows that sooner or later I will go back to his home. But everybody, even if you as a member of that home, you were not around. Okay? You were not around in the home for a prolonged period of time. Maybe when you were in school, maybe you went on a business meeting or something. Does that stop you from being a member of that home even if you are not around? You are still a member of that home. Is that true? Same thing applies in a local church setting. That's what I mean by orderliness. You have to belong. And your belonging must be made known. Do you understand? You, you have to show it. Are you following me? You have to show it. That's what we mean. You have to belong. You can come. See, if I come and visit you 10 times in a month, that doesn't make me a member of your family. In fact, you may like me so much, but I still am not a member of your family. Same thing applies in the local church. Hallelujah. Why? Because we will not be assuming for you that because you are showing up, that has made you a member. Of course, you are a member of the body of Christ. And so you have acceptance. But when it comes to the administrative and structural operation of a church, are you following? You have to belong. And that belonging must show. Are you following me? And that happens by submitting. Submitting in the local church. Register. I, I want to belong here. That's how it starts. Are you following me? You must belong. It's a must. Are you following? The reason for that is not something too far-fetched. It's... Oh, wow, 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 wow. You see, when it comes to church, the local church, just like I have explained in the course of this teaching, that the church is equally like a family. Of course, a family of believers, is that true? And in every family, there is um, or let's say there are those that are like the parents, you know, a family, as a father, hallelujah, as a father, as elderly ones, as members of that home. These are some of the other things that we'll see get into in this teaching. The, the, uh, the, so to speak, hierarchy in the local church. The flow of authority in the local church. Are we together? The flow of authority. 
Now, like I said, that in the family, you realize that there is a father figure, and in the local church, that is the ministry gift. The ministry gift is the father figure in that assembly. Amen. Is the father figure to whom every member of that local church family submits to. Glory to God. Now, when it comes to caring for, tending, nurturing, hallelujah, the Bible requires that you will have to first of all submit because the authorities in the local church they won't enforce themselves on you. Hallelujah. Although, look at it, God made them gifts that we add to your life. But the, the, the way it has been designed is that you submit first, then they can carry out their purpose in your life. That is to say, something that is meant to be a blessing to you wouldn't just call and start because you have a will. Hallelujah. You have a will. And so God recognizes that. Hallelujah. Now it is at that point when the ministry gift begins to play out their purpose in your life that you are not sure. There are things I can do to my leaders that I cannot do to a visitor here. There are trainings I can subject them to that will be for their betterment that I can subject a visitor to. Why? Because he has not submitted his or her interest to me in the first place. Glory to God. Now, that very much is one good reason why you ought to belong in the local church, why you must have a pastor over your life. Again, Jeremiah 3 and verse 15. This is just introduction and, you know. According to my heart, we shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Look at the next verse, verse 16. And it shall come to pass when ye be multiplied and increased in the land in those days, saith the Lord, you shall say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord. He said, I will give you pastors after my own heart. They will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So first reason why you need a pastor or why you need to belong in a local church is that it is under their influence, under their ministry, that you are nurtured with knowledge. Knowledge about who you are. Now something will happen to you again in the process. What is going to happen? It shall come to pass when you are multiplied and increased. So there is a... a, a, a an implication, a byproduct that comes along with having a ministry gift. Generally, they call it pastoral covering. Look at what follows. When you'll be more, it is a certain you'll be multiplied and you will increase. Grace will easily increase in your life simply because there is a pastoral covering over you. That means there will be certain levels 
of grace that you'll be enjoying. Not because you are working for it. But just because there is a grace covering you. Hallelujah. And then, in the process, you know, we said that. One other good reason why you ought to belong in a local church is because that's what you are fed with knowledge, like I said. And then you'll be able to answer the questions about your faith. Glory to God. That is to say, when you are confronted either with the reason why you believe what you believe, or circumstances of life, look at you in the face like a threat, and they ask, is there a God after all? And everything in your life makes it look as if, indeed, if there is a God, why is my life like this? Upon what will your conviction be based? Hallelujah. And so we began to look at all of those things. We also um, looked at the church as a whole. So that's what we've been doing. Glory to God. We've been trying to look at the church as a whole. And that is why we looked at Christ revealed last Sunday. That is to say that, you see, the church that Jesus founded, glory to God, as a focus, as a reason why it is existing. Glory to God. You can see, just like Jeremiah 3.15 said, the pastors, the ministry gifts will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Knowledge of what? Any kind of knowledge. So today you come to church, pastor says, sports. Tomorrow, they say, enemies of father's house. Next tomorrow, they look at how you can be the best version of you. Then the following day, you look at 21 ways to be a leader. Let me ask you a question. That kind of sequence, is it constructive? Is that progressive? So you can see the very reason why a lot of people are not even growing. There is no sequential pattern. There is nothing systematic. Hallelujah. Systematic theology means that you are taught almost like they are following a curriculum. So in a church, there is a curriculum. Hallelujah. There is a curriculum. That you, there are certain things that you must know. Hallelujah. Send me. On the 5th of December, I will celebrate. What's 25? Is it what they call silver jubilee? I will celebrate my silver jubilee as a Christian. Well done. Who <laughs> could tell us when you will retire? <laughs> 25 years in service. I will celebrate my silver jubilee by 5th of December. And you see the Bible. It will be as big as this speaker. No, that's not to be a mature Christian. Some a Christian share the gospel, explain it less here. 
explain it. What it means to be born again. When we hear, oh, we know. We know that you are all oh, sound. The Bible says, do you know what the Bible said in Hebrews 5? It says, anyone that is unskillful in the word of righteousness is a babe. Anyone unskillful in the word of righteousness is a babe. So, common righteousness, you know, Sabi. And 35 years of service is looking at your head. Retire, sharp, sharp, retire. In other words, change church. Change. I'm deep, oh, Pastor. I'm deep. Mele. GP tank. I'm deep, oh. Ah. I know the names of all the angels. Movie, Google Art Movie. Now, shall we know their names? Ah, Pastor, hey, I see you. I can see things. Bele, Mali. Glory, God. Look at Hebrews five and verse twelve, please. For the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need I won't teach you again, which be the false principles of the oracles of God. And I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Next verse. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Last phrase. For he is a babe, Nepios, toddler. So even if you are 25 years as a Christian, Bible says if we conduct X-ray, this is what we will see. Nepios. Even I see crawling. That does not know how to talk. Because you actually cannot talk. You can't explain the word of righteousness. Hallelujah. And so what will happen that people will understand about their faith? When their faith is actually revealed to them, when they are taught, when they are taught, taught in what way? That's why you must understand that the Bible has a central theme. The Bible, that's what we're doing. Christ revealed, you understand, rightly dividing the word. That the scriptures have a focus, has a central message. From which every other thing round about. But don't try to talk about other things and then now add Christ. No, He is the centrality of everything. Do you get it? Don't try to talk about other things and then try to mention Him. No, it is from Him that we get a concept of everything. So indeed, you want to teach about humility. We teach about it from in Christ. Hallelujah. You want to teach about love and marriage? Christ. 
say, ah, pastor, now all those deep, deep things that you be doing, see, Jesus, you open this place, you open that place. He can confuse now, pastor. Talk about the other things. We talk about them. But we just make sure that the main thing remains the main thing. Christ and what he has done. So Christ is the revelation of the scriptures. And so from him, we get the concept of everything. You know, science says that these white lights that you are seeing here, are you following me? If you look at it through a prism, that is a, is it triangular prism, they call it? If you look at this light, physics student, you look at it through a prism, what are you going to see on the other side? Huh? Seven what? And so it is a possibility. Something that you are seeing like this. When you look at it from another lens, you can see something else. That is, it changes the perspective. In other words, all the concepts that our human mind would have naturally defined and would have defined it like this. When we look at it from the lens of Christ, we might see it in different shades. And his reality Jesus said I am the way The truth Which means reality and the life So when we look at Christ Or when we look at things Through his lens We are seeing reality very well Glory to God So in Christ Our perception about money changes Our perspective about love Marriage, relationship He changes it it changes our perception about how we live. Hallelujah. Not that we try to focus on all those things. And then we now took him in. Glory to God. And I will try to talk about how to make it a life. And I will now took Christ in. One of the things I didn't mention when we looked at or maybe I mentioned that I didn't remember when we look at triumph do you remember was that you see the man in Christ has gone past making it make it he has gone beyond making it he is the make it he is the success that is to say, when you want to define success, you say, you see, you say, I want to teach you about success. You say, look at, look at. You are the representation. You are the image. When you want to define something, they will say, look, I mean that person, that person. You are. So if that has been your ambition, I, I must not make it. I must not make it. Can you calm down now? At least you will come down now. Now that you know that you have made, you have come back. Pastor, me making me. Ah. My account is not saying it. If you believe it long enough, your account will reflect it. If you believe it long enough, it will reflect. Pastor, I'm still looking for a job. I'm still looking for a job. How can I say I make it? If you say it and believe it long enough, it will happen. God didn't have anything to make the world. He was not speaking the word. He didn't have the word. 
So why are you looking for things when you have the word? You don't have anything to make the world. Say, Pastor, I don't have network. I don't know anybody. Connection, I don't have. In this Nigeria, is connection. The reason why you are looking for connection is because you have believed in connection all your life. Hey, Pastor, you, you can talk like that because you have connection. See, see, see your people, see your people. You have connection. I know your problem. I know your problem. You didn't know these people a few years ago. You didn't know these people a few years ago. If you knew, you would be saying, you have people, you have got When will you for once say, I know God too? When? When? I'm coming, I'm coming of God. He can take a thousand years. Mumbo, Mumbo, Lord. I believe in God, but Pastor, God does not foresee. God did not say we should not embarrass him. In fact, everywhere goes where they say. Now I touch something. Where is it in the Bible? Hey, Pastor, it's not bad. If it's just coming, I'm not saying it's bad. The Bible said, those that look at lying vanities, they forsake their own mercy. Looking at lying vanities, you forsake your own mercy. That is to say, help will be inside you like this. And you'll be looking for lying vanities. Josh, <laughs> see, he knows this. He has this. He can boast. He can boast about God. Because now they are external support. You see? You see? That's your problem. See me, I do have external support. We can lean on mine. Ah! You don't read your Bible. Woe to that man that makes the arm of flesh his confidence. Woe! Why? Because you can wake up tomorrow morning. And then the man you are relying on says, I think I'm relocating from Nigeria. What song will you be singing? <laughs> Glory to God. Alright. Enough about that. Let's just get right into today's teaching. Word and Spirit. Now, the New Testament church has... It has been described. Hallelujah. You know, the New Testament church has been so described because there is truly a New Testament ministry. Hallelujah. And if there is a New Testament ministry, then it must be approached as such. Glory to God. It must be approached as such. And so... What is the biblical template of a New Testament church? Hallelujah. Or what does a New Testament ministry looks like? Well, it's not far-fetched. But just look at the commission Jesus gave the apostles. Hallelujah. Shortly before he left. Is that true? 
And then we just look at an example from the early church. Hallelujah. And then we see how things run during those days. Glory to God. So, very quickly, turn our Bibles to Matthew 28. 19 and 20. We need to move very, very fast. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Look at what Jesus said. He said, Go ye therefore, verse 19 again. And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. I've taught you that baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is not in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. To start with, it not say in the names, said the name. Hallelujah. We've explained that. So it's the new birth. If you miss that when we did it, sorry. It's the new bat. Verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. So there is a thing that will teach to them that will get them born again. Well, again, he said here again, teaching them to observe the things that I have commanded you or that I have taught you. And so it appears that after people are born again, there's still a teaching ministry that will continue. Hallelujah. And so just like I said in one of the services that the same gospel that saves is the same that matures. When it is preached, men believe and they are saved. When it is explained that it's taught, people are enlightened, edified, and they become more mature. Hallelujah. And so, in that simple thing, Jesus came, died, was buried, he resurrected for you, and God has forgiven your sin. In that simple thing, which is the gospel. So for those that don't know the word of righteousness, I just paraphrase it for you now. I'll come again. Jesus came, died, was buried, he resurrected, and by that, God has forgiven your sins. That is the gospel. And anyone that believes is indeed saved. Glory to God. Are you following me? In that simple thing, there is a lot of explanation. Hallelujah. As we will see very soon. Because after men believe the gospel, something happens to them. The Spirit of God comes to indwell them. Hallelujah. And from there, the game changes totally. Hallelujah. Let me do a few more explanations and then we'll just jump right into you know that part that men believe the gospel they are they are saved and the spirit dwells in them and how it changes the entire game hallelujah um again let's look at a template of how the early church operated we have established here that there is a teaching ministry that continues even after people are born again hallelujah and that is done in an assembly setting so to speak hallelujah he says, teaching them, which means that the people that are saved, glory to God. And wherever, you know, that happens, people are gathered and there's a teaching. That is a church. 
Are we together? So, again, let's look at just one more thing and then we just fast forward because of time. Acts 2. 42. In Acts 2 42, and they continue steadfastly. That is the church, continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So the early church had a tradition 42. They continue steadfastly, 42, steadfastly, continuously, consistently in the apostles' doctrine, teaching, didascalia. Glory to God. They continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. And what is the doctrine of the apostles? I jumped that because I wanted to save time. So go back to verse 36. To start with, what is doctrine? Doctrine is a teaching. Hallelujah. Doctrine is a teaching. In a much further sense, it talks about belief. That is a set of teaching or a set or a body of knowledge that forms belief. So just like I'm teaching right now, or just like I teach always, the end point usually is that a belief system is being formed inside. Is that true? Are you following? So <clears throat> Look at verse 36 and look at what he's teaching. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made the same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Excuse me, what is this person that is talking here? What is he doing? Talk to me. Huh? In all likelihood, he's preaching. And we can find out who is preaching because this is the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. So who stood up to preach that day? Is Peter an apostle? Hallelujah. So, what was it that the apostles consistently shared? You still find out. Devil let all the house of Israel know assured that God had made the same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So, what was it that they preached? They preached Christ. Amen. What were the what were the apostles teaching and preaching? Christ. Acts chapter three. Just let's just see one more example. Are you in Acts three eleven? Are you there? And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power and by holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our father, had glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate. When he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just. And desired a murderer to be granted unto you. And kill the Prince of Life. Whom God had raised from the dead. Whereof we are witness. What do the apostles witness to? They witness to the Christ. 
They witnessed to the resurrection. What did Jesus say in the book of Acts? Chapter 1 and verse 8. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto sports. Hallelujah. Unto family problems. Hallelujah. Unto becoming a better you. You'll be witnesses unto who? Acts chapter 1 verse 8 please. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me. Who is a witness? Huh? Who is a witness? No now, just use your generic knowledge to explain who a witness is. A testifier. Is that true? Witness. The deeds happen in your... That's it now. So, question is this. What was it that showed you Koroju, the apostles? Eh? The death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of the Christ... Hallelujah. What was it that happened and that they are witnessing to? That the Christ is indeed resurrected. And what's the purpose of his death, burial, and resurrection? Romans 4 25. Who was delivered up for our offenses and was raised again for our justification? Christ was put to death for our offenses and he resurrected for our justification so when he resurrected what does that mean it means God has declared us justified so when the apostles will bear witness what would they bear witness they will say the promise that God made that his son will come or someone in Messiah would come will die and will resurrect he has fulfilled it in the man Christ and righteousness justification has become a reality to everyone who believes hallelujah who founded the church what did he die for he died for righteousness he is righteous with a member of the church hallelujah so this is the reason why church zeroes down on this very message that talks about what Jesus has done and so you can see what I wanted to establish to you was to validate that in church there is something that is crucial that a church does teaching of the word the new testament ministry is a word based ministry is a word ba- so again what is the word hallelujah what is the word the message of justification the message of righteousness the word of righteousness someone says I'm deep I'm deep I'm deep ah that man he knows word though okay what does he know ah man <laughs> deep deep things even those things they are too deep to explain Now, they are 
Yeah, there are, there are things that the Spirit revealed to me alone. I know you. You are in the feeder team of the apostles. So when they left, they just graduated you to the main team. Welcome. Hallelujah. You see, that message, the word of righteousness, has been explained to us. Hallelujah. We are not trying to invent any new message. Hallelujah. No trying to invent any new message. Why? It has already been explained. It has been reviewed. Praise the name of Jesus. Are we following? So, the word even has an explanation. When I mean the word, I mean when we say, ah, that person is deep in word. Deep in word, do you mean? Hey, no, now, Pastor, I mean, he knows Bible. You know, I thought he knows Atlas. He knows Bible. And what does he know from the Bible? Pastor, you are not getting it. I mean, he, he can, he can dissect. He can bisect the word. He knows how to dish. And what is he dishing? Pastor, eh? When he talks about certain things that are beyond human reasoning. We are talking about Paul, Abby, that went to the third level. Are we together? The word has a message. Christ. From him, we cannot, like I said, we cannot, you know, project into other things. But it is him. We want to explain things. We explain things from that lens. Now, that is the beginning of truth or error. Now, to explain further, that is the reason for the variety of beliefs and teachings that you are finding in the body of Christ. That is the basics of it. That is where some get the thing of, this is what we believe. That is what they believe. That is what those ones believe. Excuse me, please, which Bible? Say, we have our home. E- so Jesus came in one dispensation and he appeared in your own Bible. He now came in another, another dispensation. He now appeared in Wahoo, part one, part two. When the Bible said there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There is one Lord. Ephesians 4.4. 4. Ephesians 4.4. 4, very quickly, please. There is one body and one spirit. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Next verse. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Next verse. One God and Father of all, who is above all, through all and in you all. One Lord, one faith. There are no varieties of faith. There is no faith of Methodist. Faith of Anglican. Faith of S Church. There is one Lord. One faith. So where then comes all this variety? I just established it to you. Failure to see that Christ is the centrality of all the world. Hallelujah. And so we started adding human philosophies. Traditions of men. Things that are based on our own opinion. Our experience. Hallelujah. He said, if you want to overcome eating in the dream, three days and three nights of fasting, he will solve it. Nice one. Nice one. Nice one. That might have been that person's experience. But don't forget, in the New Testament ministry, in the New Testament church to which all of us belong, we don't glorify experience. What is the Lord in the church? The Word. We give first place. We give credence. We give prominence to the word. A man comes and says, For the past 49 days, I have not seen sun, moon, and star. And I have come. Do you know what happened one day to Andrew Womack? And Jerome said when he started out very early in ministry as a believer, there's one old preacher came to him. You'll find this in either the believer's authority, is a book by Andrew Womack. He said he had a girlfriend or a fiancé then that um, there was this old man that is in their community. And then he invited them. They sat down with him and then he started talking. And then he was, well, the man himself is sick. No, like body ailment. He has serious ailment. So when he tested him in the hospital, they told him, you are a walking corpse. You are diagnosed with about 49 different diseases. Your death date is just waiting to be announced because you are dead. Do you know what the man said? He responded, said yes God has afflicted me with all this sickness to humble me it is a blessing from God and I receive it to now add salt to injury he invited Andrew Womack and his sensei sat them down and they got on and then he said prophesying mm, mm. like the people that believe him prophet a lot here mm, mm. And this is that moves like this. Ah, your antennas have started moving. The spirit is here, wants to talk. And so the man says, And he said, pointing to Andrew Mark's girlfriend at that time, he said, God is going to make you sick. He will make you sick. He will show his glory. You fall sick. And you get to us. Yes, yes, I receive. That's what false doctrine can do. 
Especially when it's sounding or coming from a lips that you think is old and respected. The man said, the man himself has said his sickness is a blessing from God. And nobody thinks of him as a mighty preacher. So the guy said, yes, I believe I receive, I believe I receive. Then he pointed to Andrew Omar too. He said, you, you'll be sick. Things will stop going well with you. God wants to humble you and show his glory. Andrew Omar said he was almost believing. In fact, he would have believed if the man had not mentioned something. What did the man mention that burst the bubbles? He said, because me, as I am like this, God has told me not to read the Bible or to see anything from it since the last six months. And Roman said, him? Him? In fact, at that point, I know the song you'll be singing, Jesus, you love me too much. Oh. Ah, for allowing this man to say this. He was almost believing. But when the man said, God has told me not to read the Bible for the past six months, like a curtain opened, Andrew's eyes just whoa. God told you not to preach the Bible or to uh, I rebuke you, Satan. But you know, there are people that anything that floats like this, anything. Even if it was on the eye, we made me to see. We made me to see. We really, really The truth is that you are always in Iriaju. You are always moving. Is that not true? <clears throat> but you know that there are certain believers. Anything that does, <clears throat> they are gone. That is. In the New Testament, a believer is not gullible. Hallelujah. That is, we don't even receive people as ministry gifts simply because of their gifts. I say that again. We don't receive people as ministry gifts simply because of their gifts. Ah, as a stretch hand, the entire road disappear. No. No, we don't receive people as ministry gifts simply because of that. What is the basis? The word. The word. That is what he has seen. Does it set up with the revelation of the word? Does it line up with the truth of the word? Hallelujah. I feel so strong in my spirit to instruct certain people, both here and that listen online, that are susceptible to going to church. If you don't know, you don't know. But if you know, you know. 
They like to check. Prophet, let me check. Daddy, let me check. You see? There is something in your mind. You have a subtle tilt for a... What, what do they call it now? You have a subtle tilt for voodoo. You have a subtle tilt for charm and jazz. And I'm telling you, if you don't change on time, it will only be... A, it's just a little more distance. A situation will happen. You will be forced. You will be forced. Make up your mind to rely on the Spirit of God that is inside of you. Or tested and trusted ministry gifts that God has placed over your life and who are sound in the Word. I repeat, who are sound in the Word. you will stumble into witchcraft, sorcery and all forms of things hallelujah you will stumble into all forms of things I hope you know that people use familiar spirits divination I hope you know I hope you know do you know the Bible said to test all spirits 1 John 4 that's what I'm where well, I'll just wrap up wherever I can wrap up and then continue next Sunday. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. When he's talking about false prophets here, he's actually not talking about the in the context that I've portrayed it. Do you understand? The false prophet here is not talking about prophets that are using false spirits. That's another thing for another day. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirit. Test the spirit. Now, your first tool for discernment, because that's what he's asking them to do here. Your first tool for discernment is your knowledge of the word. If you are not rich in the word, your discernment is low. And that is why in the New Testament church, Emphasis is placed on the word. One thing it will do is that it will sharpen your discernment. You won't have to be a prophet to know who a false preacher is between a false and a true preacher. You won't have to be a prophet. You won't have to know, I mean, you have to be a prophet to know when a person is lying or is deceptive or corny. You won't have to be a prophet to know. You just know because it will be matching something in your spirit. Your spirit will not bear witness to it. Hallelujah. For the ladies, you have to be a prophet as it were to know whether somebody that is coming to you know. You have to be a prophet to know whether he's a good person. Your spirit will just bear witness. Why? Because you have loaded your spirit with the word. But what bank? Zero. What bank? Zero. And then they not be praying Holy Ghost emergency prayers. 
Oligos. Holy. Is it the one? Is it the one? Is it the one? At least we will just tell you. Go and read the word. When you are full of the word, you'll be able to discern the will of God easier. Because the word is the will of God. And you are full of the word. You will be discerning. You will know the will of God. And then you will be protected from deception. I said it again. Your first tool of protection is the word. Is the word. Your first tool of protection. And so you will do well to nourish your spirit with the word. You will load your spirit with the word. Hallelujah. That as you are being taught, you'll be receiving it. Hallelujah. Because in the New Testament church, we give priority to the word. It takes the first place. Hallelujah. It takes the first place. Hallelujah. The word takes the first place. Let me just show you a couple of just one more thing and then we we'll round it up. Look at Second Timothy. So I charge thee, therefore, before God, Second Timothy 4, verse 1, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, and his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, rebuke, reprove, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time we yet come when they will not just sound doctrine. But after their own loss shall heap up to themselves, teach us, having each in yes. Hallelujah. Very quickly, look at First Timothy 4 as well. Um, see verse 6. Okay, jump verse 6, go to 11. This is Paul giving instructions to Timothy as touching how he should, you know, rule, lead, oversee the church. First Timothy 4.11, these things command and teach. Verse 12, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Now look at verse 13 and see what he asked him to give attention to. He said, till I come, give attention, attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Give us that place in another translation. Just give us another translation. 13, I mean 13, not 14. Until I come, give your attention to public reading of scriptures to exhortation and what? Teaching. And so the apostles have laid a foundation of how 
church should run. Attention must be given to the teaching of the word. And that means on the part of the saints, the believers as well, there must be readiness to receive. There must be readiness to receive the word. Attention must be paid to the word. Set your eyes on the word. Set your eyes on the word. Hallelujah. You fix your eyes on the word. Hallelujah. Fix your eyes on the word. Mandalabahatos. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We give attention to the word. We give attention to the word. That we receive strength and the supply, the enablement of your spirit to give attention to the word. We'll give our attention to the word. We cut off from our minds things that are not in alignment, in consistence with your word. Our minds are thinking is purged of ideologies that are not consistent with your word. Our mindsets are renewed. Our mindsets are renewed by your word. Our mindsets are renewed in the name of Jesus. Our minds are renewed by the truth of your word. Our minds are renewed by the truth of your word. Our minds are renewed by the truth of your word. We give our attention to the word. We allow the word out the first place. We allow the word our first place. We allow the word to our first place. Oh, the word is made glorious in this place. The word is glorified in this place. The word is glorified in this place. The word is glorified. The word is glorified. The word of God is glorified. The word of God is glorified. The word of God is glorified. Come on, rise up on your feet and pray with me. The word of God is glorified. The word of God is glorified. In the name of Jesus, the word of God is glorified. The word of God is glorified. In the name of Jesus, the word is glorified. In our assembly, the word is glorified. In our lives, the word is glorified. The word has first place. 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 atmosphere that doesn't look loud and 
spirit filled, so to speak, because the word tells us that wherever we are, the spirit of God is present there. You know, in this very same atmosphere, you can believe God for things. If it is a healing, you're believing God for, you know, you can receive it right now. You know, you can receive it right now. Because the word tells us that where believers are, actually, they came in with the spirit of God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No, 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 don't change it. Thank you, Lord. 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 Ramasto, Brelamatos. Lenamasharamati. Come on, lift your hands. Lenamatos, Shayalamati.
situations have been reversed. Those hopeless circumstances, they have been reversed right now. Situations and circumstances that looks as if you need desperate help.
Something new is opening up. Something new is opening up. Hey, yeah, something new is opening up. Yeah, something new. Something new. Something new. Something new. Something new. I see where I see those people. They are putting off, you know, the way a snake changes skin. I see you changing skin.
push another person towards that head. No, 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 she's the one just behind, beside. Yeah, yeah, bring her. Bring a man in navy blue. When I said I saw people with a crowd of glory hanging and just hovering over them, I saw you. something about you. I just keep seeing you in my spirit. I just keep seeing you in my spirit. And I just suddenly see I see where like the wind of God's spirit coming from the night, from the ground, from underneath. And you're standing on that wind and it's lifting. It's lifting. It's lifting. And all that's around are looking. And they are saying, oh, they say the height, they say the height increasing, but they don't see the wind creating the lifting. I see the wind just blowing you up, shooting you up. And I speak that the Spirit of God gets set for it. Gets 